Welcome to the Family Bible Journey. With millions of other podcasts out there you could be listening to right now, thank you so much for listening and joining us as we journal through the Bible. This is episode 21, season 1 of the Family Bible Journey New Testament podcast. Today we're looking at Matthew chapter 13, verses 34 to 58. The title of today's podcast is You Are a Treasure. And our key verses for today are verses 44 to 46, where we read, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. This is the word of the Lord. In this chapter, we have two parables of judgment and wrath that are sandwiched or bracketing two parables of redemption, those parables that we just read. And the two parables that talk about God's wrath are the parable of the weeds and the wheat and the parable of the good and the bad fish. And in each case, Jesus compares the work of the angels and the work of the kingdom of heaven to bring from the earth the good crop, the faithful crop, the people of faith at God's judgment who are going to be welcomed into God's glory and eternal paradise. At the same time, those angels are also separating from the good, the bad. Those are the ones who had rejected God, rejected his word, rejected his son, and they're being relegated to eternal condemnation. And these parables bring us up to a mystery of the faith. It's a question that has haunted human beings and theologians for a long, long time. And that is, how can a good and a gracious and a merciful God, who is all merciful and all powerful, allow some to be saved while others are not? And I want to caution you, friend, if this is where your mind goes with these parables, to be wary of speculating into what we call the hidden will of God. There is a theological term, a couple of theological terms that are helpful for us when we're wrestling with these big, thorny, prickly problems of faith and theology that are a good way for us to keep from getting into trouble by going into places where we can only go wrong. Those two things are the hidden will of God versus the revealed will of God. Now, if we try to answer these questions from our own understanding and our own human perceptions, what we are tempted to do is be drawn from what God has revealed to us in his scriptures and begin to try to peek into his hidden will. You know, who's in, who's out, and those sorts of things. Things that we have no access to that we will never be able to fully answer on this side of eternity. But because we're human beings who want to know the answers and we want to be able to understand things, it's normal for us to spend some time there. But when we go beyond what God has revealed to us and we begin to speculate about the hidden will of God, we can only get it wrong. We call these things that are above and beyond human understanding mysteries of the faith. That word mystery is based on the Greek word mysterion, which means above and beyond our human understanding. And there are a lot of things that fall into that category. You know, how can the microwave take my coffee from room temperature to a nice 160 degrees for me to drink in a matter of 45 seconds? I don't know. I don't understand it, but it works. How can cell phone towers and cell phones translate and take my voice and my image on FaceTime and transport it hundreds of miles in real time? I don't understand how that works. And even though there are people who do understand 
how it works. If I try to just figure it out on my own without going back to the manual and reading about these things and studying these things and figure them out based on what has been revealed, then I'm always going to end up in the wrong place. But it isn't always comforting for people because when we wrestle with these sticky and thorny theological questions and problems, we want answers and we need something to hold on to. Our faith in our hearts and our minds, they need something to hold on to for some sort of confidence. And I know this is the case because there were many years when I was a young man growing up that I really wrestled with this question, am I in or am I out? And these parables of judgment, the idea that there are weeds and wheat, that there are wheat and tares, that some are good and some are kept and some are bad and thrown out and we can't tell the difference until the end, that's a scary thought. The idea that the world is a sea full of fish and that it is the angels who are going to sort out the good from the bad and we don't get to see those differences, that also is a problem for me. And so I spent many years of my growing up years really wrestling with this and even crying myself to sleep because I didn't know if I was in or if I was out. And I know I'm not the only one because I've counseled many really wonderful people of great and deep faith who themselves wrestled with these very same questions. But if you want to get to a good answer and a right answer for these things, instead of following that temptation to kind of wander into that hidden will of God, I want to encourage you to focus instead on the revealed will of God. And this is what we see described for us in verses 44 and 46 from our lesson. We're going to read them again, our key verses for today's podcast. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy he went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all he had and bought it. In these parables, if we get the object and the subject right, we're going to do ourselves great service because the way I read these passages is that you, my friend, are the treasure hidden in the field. You are that pearl of great price. Jesus is the merchant. Jesus is the man who once he found you, loved you so much that he went out, he sold all he had. He poured his lifeblood out for you, redeeming you and making you his own. That is the meaning of these two parables that we see in the middle of this section. And they bring us great comfort and joy because they reveal to us that will of God that we would be saved. And so we don't have to worry when it comes to us in our own matter of salvation, whether or not we're in or out, because God tells you in these parables, you, my friend, are in. If I look at myself, if I look at my own quality or how well I, I believe or how hard I try for God, all I'm going to see is sin. All I'm going to see is failure. All I'm going to see, and I'm talking about myself right here, maybe you don't feel this way, all I'm going to see is disappointment and I'm going to feel the wrath of God because the law is always there accusing me of the things that I didn't do that I should have done or pointing out to me the things that I shouldn't have done that I did do and I'm I'm an utter wreck at that point in time. When my focus and my gaze turns to Jesus and I see in him the love of God outpoured for me on the cross, his love revealed for me in Jesus becoming my salvation by taking my sin upon himself and dying for it, paying that great price for me so that I can be his forever. Then I receive the comfort and the hope that I need, the peace for my soul that only God can provide. And this is what we call the great exchange. This is something that we'll use Occasionally during the podcast, the great exchange, the idea that Jesus takes our sin and we receive from him righteousness, the idea that Jesus 
experiences the pain of death for us so that in him we can receive eternal life. That's the great exchange. And one of the passages that summarizes this really well for us is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, where it says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This is a mystery, but it's a mystery that's been revealed to us because in Christ Jesus, you, my friend, are loved. You are redeemed. You are a blessed child of the Most High God. Not because you deserve it, but because Jesus deserved it. Not because you want it for yourself, but because he wants it for you. And he wants it for you enough that he took the most important thing, the matter of salvation, out of your hands. He's taken it upon himself. He's paid the price. He's opened heaven's doors for you. And that is the good news of God's redeeming love in Christ Jesus. So this chapter of parable concludes with another parable that moves us beyond these mysteries of faith. And Jesus talks about how those scribes who are trained in the kingdom are, are like shopkeepers. They bring new and old treasures out of their storehouse. And that is the work of the preacher, friend. That's the work of a pastor. That's the work of every Christian who, spending time in the Word, discovers new things and new facets and new wonderful revelations of God's love while at the same time being reminded of those old, basic, bedrock, foundational truths that are ours in Christ Jesus. And this brings great value, I believe, to the parables because Jesus gives us these parables as little short stories or little illustrations of God's love that are profound, that are truly beyond our understanding so that we can spend our entire life pondering them and wondering about them and considering how it is that these things work out for us according to God and his great love. But, you know, not everybody appreciated Jesus and what he had to say. He was rejected in his own hometown in Nazareth at the tail end of this chapter. And in the next chapter, what we're going to see is that John the Baptist, that faithful herald, that good last prophet of the Old Testament era, he is going to be killed for his ministry. And so we're at a pivotal point in the Gospel of Matthew here, where Jesus is revealing plainly the will of God, where he and his cousin John are suffering for the ministry that God has appointed them to do. And as we see how it is that God works these things out for them and through them, we see that his love is continuing to work that Jesus is continuing his mission, and we as God's people are given lots of things to think about and consider so that we can receive the hope and the joy that God wants us to have in his Son, not looking to any other source, not getting lost in his hidden will, but focusing instead on that revealed will to God where we see his love at work in Christ Jesus and John the Baptist and all the people that God has given to us to make sure that we would have the faith. And with that great gift, recognize we are God's treasured possessions. And it is on that note that we conclude our podcast with our blessing. We appreciate your prayers for our podcast. Please pray that God would bless us with his Holy Spirit, with listeners, and the resources to do the work he has put on our hearts to do for you and everyone else who may be listening. Our blessing for today. You are God's treasure. You are the pearl of great price. Amen.